Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dwell in Tiger podcast. It's me, Joey, and a happy New Year's to you. I already said this back in my morning tea episode last Friday, but just in case you didn't get to hear that, happy New Year's to you, myself, and to everyone else. And I do truly hope that this 2021 year is just overall good. And I, I think it'll be good for a lot of people because, at least with in regards to the pandemic itself. Hopefully, a lot of people have already acclimated to it and normalized this new, I guess, life that we're living.、Um, <laughs> this lockdown, this quarantine lifestyle. Yeah, it's it sucks. Still, I know that people are probably just having hard times. Even though it's supposed to be a new year, people say like, you know, let's have a great, strong foot forward into this new year. But it's okay if we don't have that strong foot forward. It's okay if things are not good in the beginning of the year. And that was me for the majority of the part, but I now can say that hey, this is actually one of the first times, at least from my recollection, that I feel pretty good coming into this new year. Other new years, I just felt it neutral or normal, or maybe sometimes just like、uh, like a little depressed, like oh, another year, and oh, everyone else is celebrating with their friends and family, and I'm just here. But I'm now learning to. Look at my life more positively and a little bit more optimistically as well. To go along with this New Year's theme, I want to talk about New Year's resolutions and setting goals today because this is something a lot of people is doing, including myself actually. And I just really strongly believe that although everyone has these great goals for personal reasons and whatnot, sometimes a lot of people are just setting themselves up for failure and. Whatever you want to say about failure, like it's oh, it's just an opportunity to learn. You know, it's not a true failure unless maybe if you really deem it that way. Nonetheless, it sucks to fail. It sucks to not do the thing that you set yourself off to do, whether it's something you need to do or something you simply want to do. And I already kind of touched based on this a teensy bit back in episode three when I talked about getting back on the saddle with the things you should be doing or want to do. And how to maintain, you know, revving up this engine or maintain the just being consistent with this journey that you set yourself on and achieving the goals that you're trying to strive for. I don't want to repeat myself from that episode, from episode three, but I'm going to tackle this from a different angle. In that, I do want to talk about just what I, why I want to talk about, you know, New Year's resolutions. Why do I think people tend to quote unquote fail? And what do I think is really helpful for setting yourself for a, a successful New Year's,、uh, especially with your resolutions and such? And I'm not going to make this like a a woo woo kind of episode, right? I'm not a guru, nor do I claim myself to be one. I'm not some kind of you know self help professional. I'm not some expert in this field. I'm just. A half Asian kid, or not a kid? I'm, I mean, I'm 24 years old, but I like to think I'm still young. But nonetheless, I'm just a 24-year-old guy, some dude who's talking to you guys through this、uh, a podcast that I started a couple months or like a month ago, just about. And I'm just I'm a recent graduate from college, you know, pursuing research as a career and having other aspirations regarding science.、Um, I'm an athlete. I love to do all this kind of research and whatnot. And I'm someone who has. Struggled greatly with mental health, with self care. So the point is, I'm not claiming, nor do I consider myself to be something like a guru or an expert in this kind of 
area. Definitely not. I'm just some dude, some half Asian kid who's just spouting out stuff that from experience and from his own speculations and thoughts and opinions. Now, the reason I think people tend to fail for the most part, and let me say this, I'm just I'm going to use fail because I want to be as raw and authentic about this. This is from my own perspective. You may not think that you know, people are not failing because, oh, failures are not, you know, a, a true failure. It's a learning opportunity. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a learning opportunity, but yeah, like they also failed. Like, embrace that. I'm not saying you have to be depressed about it. Just embrace that this is a mistake or this is something that happened. This is a mishap, but then you learn from it. Then you move on from it. That's why I want to say about that. So why I think people tend to fail on these resolutions are mainly like two big variables and there's a lot of other nuances that I could go into, but at that point, you know, I don't want you to overthink this. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, there's all these things I need to think about. I need to write it down. I need to like spend 20 hours or so on each little variable, each little minute detail in order to have this successful resolution, this strong, successful new year. No, <laughs> no, you don't. There's, so that's why I'm going to try to say, there's only pretty much, in my opinion, two big variables that can really set you up for success with these resolutions. But just for life in general, these are like life tips in general, but that you can definitely apply to, very much so apply to, to a New Year's resolution. And that is one, you just don't have a, a solid plan. You're not logically planning this out or thinking about what's tangible, right? What is the method here? What is the routine? to accomplish this goal or this resolution in this case because most people in my opinion focus way too much on the big picture of this resolution that they have so that they are not thinking about the other smaller details and other tangible mini goals that can ultimately help them strive to accomplish this bigger goal so in a sense, it's like they're getting way too into the hype. They're getting drunk off of the thrill and the excitement and the motivation of like, yeah, new year, new me. I'm going to get shredded this year. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. It's a new opportunity, which is, again, it's a good thing to do that. It's good. You're hyped up. You're excited. You're motivated. But hey, like I mentioned in episode three, that motivation, the thrill of it all is going to wane off naturally and it's totally fine if it does that it's totally normal that's why i say naturally because it is natural right nothing stays permanent for the most part like regards to your feelings even with like depression let's say and i'm not gonna speak for everyone right i'm not gonna speak for everyone but even with like my depression with my loneliness that wasn't always something i felt constantly 24 7 throughout college it at times just went away where I felt like, oh, you know, actually I feel okay being alone. Like actually I can work better being alone and I don't feel the pressure, like the social pressure or peer pressure, like I feel fine. But then like I mentioned before, or probably not, there were nights where I felt this crippling loneliness where sometimes if I looked at my phone, you know, that's charging on my nightstand, I would just think, wow, like there's no one whom I can talk to, no one who I can go on these late night bubble runs or these late night outings, like no one. And then sometimes I would actually cry about it. And yeah, it was incredibly sad times. It was very depressing. And I am in, by the way, I'm in a much better place now. But with that said, I wasn't always feeling lonely or depressed. 
right? It naturally wanes off and maybe it comes back here or there. So going back into the New Year's resolutions, you know, feeling the hype, the thrill of this journey that you're about to embark on, it's not going to stay there. And it's again, totally natural for it to wane off. So when you're focused so much on this hype, on this big picture of the goal, you're not focusing on, you know, what you need to do that's tangible in order to reach that goal. And this is where that logical planning, that logical thinking comes into play. So you need to do your own homework on, okay, what is the goal that I'm setting myself onto? Okay, what do I need to do? What is normally done? It may be overwhelming and I definitely know it's so overwhelming when you're trying to do this research on, you know, what to do in order to, let's say, get shredded, what to do in order to save money to buy this car, what to do in order to, let's say, build my business or expand my business. You know, whatever the resolution is, there's a lot of research and homework to do here. But for the most part, there is some common knowledge, I believe, regarding most, if not all, resolutions, right? Regards to fitness, you already know, hey, I need to hit up the gym or I need to do some resistance training with some weights. I need to eat better, like I need to focus on my macronutrient intake, you know, look at how much protein I'm taking in, carbohydrates, fats, and all that. Make sure I eat like lean proteins, veggies, you know, get plenty of sleep. You need to, you already have that kind of common knowledge, which is great. But then you can't just depend on the common knowledge because that's just passive knowledge. So like surface value knowledge, in my opinion, you need to delve deeper, do the homework. And with that common knowledge, you can have a good starting point as to, okay, what do you need to look up first? Like, okay, if I know that resistance training, for example, is something that I need to do in order to look shredded, I need to go look up on you know, YouTube, Google it what kind of workout programs is good for me, right? Do I need to do those those push-pull days or do I need to do a workout schedule where I focus on each individual body part like, oh, arms on Monday, legs on Tuesday, chest on Wednesday, back on you know Thursday. And by the way, I'm not speaking of any real workout plan. Like I have, I really don't know too much about them. I have some general knowledge, but I'm not expert in this again. So I'm just making examples and stating like how this logical planning can be applied for fitness. Now, in regards to, let's say, saving money, hey, maybe you can just look up ways to save money. Like, you can either reflect on yourself or look up on, you know, Google, right? Google's always your friend to look up stuff, but it can also lead you astray, right? Giving you too much knowledge. There may be bullshitters out there with, oh, you know, if you, you, know, if you do this, you can save a whole bunch of money. Like, or, you know, you could get six pack abs in six weeks. I'm like, dude, shut up it's not real no just shut up you're putting out false you know advertising false information out there and yeah if you want to save money you can reflect okay what do i need that i'm buying and what do i not need like if you're buying like a bunch of fast food um yeah you can actually cut back on the fast food and just instead buy chicken breasts veggies or whatever Right, and maybe it's just buy a snack in order to just satiate the cravings you have for something sweet or savory. You gotta think about it, right? Again, do your own homework, but also like reflect on what it is that you can personally do and change about your lifestyle in order to set yourself for success for these you know goals. Another part of this logical thinking, instead of like planning it out and doing your homework, or actually, let me add one more thing to it. Uh, going off of the fact that it can be overwhelming when you're trying to do research for these goals, 
definitely all you have to do just to get started in my opinion is spend five to ten minutes five to ten solid minutes just looking up some of the basic questions you have in mind some of the curiosities you have about fitness and whatever goal you have set out for you know look up and let me just talk about fitness for now because that's something i'm more passionate about and i just i enjoy talking about it and it's, it's an example that i can use more easily so like let's say with regards to fitness you can just spend five to ten minutes looking up okay what are like various workout resistance training programs that i can try to follow you know should i follow should i buy one or should i just look up the free ones like which one's better for me and then you can also look up nutrition stuff like okay what does a you know a good meal plan looks like you know what kind of you know stuff do i actually need to focus on other than just like oh just eat some veggies eat some lean meats because maybe that's all you know maybe you need to find out okay how do i find out about the macronutrient intake figure out like oh for every you know four ounces of beef there's like 16 grams of protein like you you need to know this stuff right again do your homework but that five to ten minutes googling or whatever doing the research can really kind of help you one like filter some of the stuff that you know you don't need to focus on and then also gives you an idea on how to proceed with this research in order to curate and make up this more solid plan in order to accomplish again your resolution that you set on and once you spent that five to ten minutes soaring through the bullshit and hopefully having some sense of direction as to how to proceed with your research on creating this plan for yourself and logically thinking out what to do in order to accomplish this goal or this resolution now you have to spend a longer period of time hopefully later that day or perhaps the next day but definitely sooner rather than later or i'll say super sooner rather than you know later is that you need to do this longer research like 30 minutes to an hour maybe not i mean maybe not longer but just spending a longer time to now hone down and solidify this plan of yours right now you can think okay if i'm gonna try to get shredded and lose body fat what is one the type of foods that will help me accomplish this and then how do i set up my nutrition so that i can cook it at home so that i can go buy it at my local grocery store another thing is like okay what is the things about cardio that can help me lose body fat you know maybe i just have to run on the treadmill for 30 minutes in the morning before i eat anything you know just drink a cup of water and such and then also look into okay what are some of the resistance training workout programs that i can follow that's maybe for free because you don't want to pay 150,000 bucks for a workout program right it's not that expensive but you know they can be expensive nonetheless like 100 bucks 150 maybe 50 bucks is too much for you i totally get it and there's free workout programs out there that work just as good in my opinion as these paid for workout programs it's just with those paid for ones it's just there's other benefits and perks like having a personal trainer being able to contact the person who curated these programs but i mean if you know for yourself you just need to get started anyway you don't need all this fancy smancy gear and perks you just need to get started you need to build the habit of getting into fitness and then ultimately getting shredded and losing that body fat for example and again i'm speaking in the context and or using fitness as an example because that's what i know more so of now let's say the goal is to improve your mental health because that's something i also struggle with so much with definitely with self-care that's the big one 
it's harder and definitely different than fitness, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm going to work, you know, curate this like self-care workout program, right? It's not as simple as that. But what you can do at this point is, like I mentioned, spend that good five to 10 minutes really thinking and reflecting on what it is that you think that you truly believe or at least trust that will be good for you that will be beneficial for you to practice more self-care so that it eventually becomes a habit and that is overall good for you and your mental health now let me actually go back to when i said about the part of believing versus trust those are two different things in my book two totally different things and that is actually one of the biggest hurdles that can really be detrimental to people failing or succeeding in their goals and resolutions. Now, with anything that you're doing, whether it becomes very uncomfortable or you're just doubting yourself, why am I doing this program? Why am I doing this routine, this schedule in order to accomplish this goal or whatever? Like, why am I doing this? Like when you're in that self-doubt, when you're feeling unmotivated and about to give up pretty much, you need to think about what it is that you trust, right? That's very different from believing. If you trust that this routine, this program that you're setting yourself on will help you in the end, then you just have to utilize your discipline, that mental fortitude and push through because this is just a rough patch, to be honest, right? This is not gonna be permanent, right? This feeling of doubt, this feeling of unmotivation, this feeling of just wanting to give up, it is actually very temporary, right? You're just in a rough patch, like other rough patches that you've been through. And if you've been out of other rough patches, hey, this is just another rough patch that you'll get yourself out of as well. So just trust that, okay, this is what I need to do. I know this is what I need to do, so I'll trust it for now. And then later on, that trust can become belief because you can give out trust, but you need to build belief. And that's just something I try to tell myself all the time, especially with more mental health related stuff, because I've always had this sort of like emotional abusive, you know, or emotional abuse self line of thinking where I always told myself, I'm very undeserving of friends. I'm very undeserving of maybe some of the more simple good stuff in life because I'm a variable of distress. Like if I, if I were to socialize with people, I feel like I would just in the end hurt them in one way or another, either by annoying them, being a bothersome person to them, and they would just ultimately feel obligated to talk to me, but really I'm just just someone who's just bothering them. That's the kind of person I truly believe that was, and that was not good. So in order to work on becoming more social and expressive, like that's one of the goals I've always tried to strive towards, you know, becoming a more ex uh, expressive and social person in order to <laughs> make friends as cheesy and simple and silly as that sounds. But it's a very big deal for me at the time. It still is, and I'm still working on it, right? Always still working on that. And I had to trust myself and or tell myself to trust that, okay, what I need to do regards to working on becoming more expressive and social is what I need to do. I need to trust it, right? Let's say that trust is being put into putting myself out of my comfort zone. Like if I feel like, oh, like I'm very nervous and awkward and I'm gonna hurt this person if I socialize with them, I'll talk myself out of it. But then I had to say, no, I trust that what I'm doing, this opportunity I'm about to take is gonna work. 
and then I just have to muster up the courage to do this and take advantage of this opportunity in order to work on myself for the better. So that trust can really push you and kind of talk you into doing the things you should be doing. And then later on, as you continue doing the things you should be doing, then you can believe in that thing you're doing that's good for you. Like, oh, okay, now I truly believe because based off experience, let's say reaching out to people, like me initiating with people is actually helping me become more social. It's helping me become more expressive and ultimately helping me make friends. And so at that point, I believe in it. And then if I believe in it, I can share this experience this insight that I've gained with other people, right? Again, there's that difference between trust and belief. So when you're ever in those like rough patches, when you're self-doubting yourself, like, is this what you should be doing? Is the journey or is the plan that you made truly going to help you out? Ask yourself, is this really something you trust in doing? Is this really something you, let's say, objectively and logically know that this is what you're doing? If it is, then trust that it's going to work and then continue on with it. It's going to be hard, but you just have to persevere. If you know and you don't truly trust, like let's say logically speaking, that this is not going to work out, that's okay. That's good because you're making progress, you're learning from this, and that all you have to do now is just figure out, okay, what is something that will be more beneficial? What is something that will be actually helpful for me in order to achieve this goal of mine, right? If let's say me taking the opportunity to initiate with people with conversations or socializing in general is not going to help me out, for example, I can think, okay, what is another way for me to practice this, right? For me to get out of my comfort zone that I can personally trust and then ultimately believe that it will work. Well, maybe it's me doing this podcast, right? I mean, I'm being expressive and I mean, I guess kind of social in a way. I'm kind of treating this like I'm talking to someone in front of me, but you guys, I hope you guys get the point with that. Like this podcast is another method. It's another means for me to trust that I can accomplish this goal of mine to become more social and expressive so that in the end I can believe that, oh, if I just overall do this podcast where I'm spilling the tea on myself, being very expressive with you guys, then I can believe that I can work towards this goal and actually feel and make progress because I personally do feel progress when I do this podcast. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm doing this podcast for myself, for the most part, to become more expressive and to also explore some just creative outlets that I've always been interested in. So the final piece I'll say about this logical line of thinking that you should adopt when you're planning out this schedule, this routine in order to accomplish this resolution of yours, you need to think about what's tangible. That's the thing you always need to have on your mind when you're either picking out this fitness program, figuring out what kind of methods or routines you should do in order to, let's say, practice self-care, to save money, to, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you need to think about what's tangible. That's the biggest thing because a lot of times when you're three or even, heck, one or three weeks into this plan of yours, you can always start thinking like, oh, this is going to be so big. Like, this is too much for me. I think it's too overwhelming. And then you start feeling the pressure and the pressure becomes heavier and heavier. And then you want to stop. And then perhaps and more likely you will stop, which is not good. I don't want that to happen to you nor to myself. So we need to be cognizant and we need to be always aware of what is tangible and what is not tangible, right? Because we can do stuff that is challenging. Again, with regards to fitness, we can 
do these hard workouts that we don't like. More in my examples is these sprinting, fast-paced workouts on the track for my triathlon training or for like running in general. I freaking hate them. Like, dude, I just, oh my gosh. I dread it every time. Like I'll sometimes openly express it like, oh, track workouts, why, no. Like I don't like them, but I know that this is a challenge but it's a tangible challenge. It's a tangible workout and a program for me to succeed in triathlon training for let's say mental health resolutions or goals. You can think about the things that make you uncomfortable where you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. In my case, it was reaching out to people because I always think, you know, oh, I'm going to hurt them or I'm just annoying them. Why would they want to talk to me? I'm just a stupid, bothersome kind of a guy, but I shouldn't be thinking that. And instead I should be thinking, okay, what's challenging, but also tangible. Oh, I can just send them a message. Although that's so scary to do. And it is scary to do sometimes super nerve wracking. I can just send that message. It's like, Hey, what's up? I haven't talked to you in a while. Just want to catch up and see how things are going. You can send that, use that exact same line or whatever you want to use. Just send a normal text message or whatever kind of message on whatever platform to someone that you know that you like and you would like to reconnect with or become better friends with. Just do that. And it's very tangible, although it's challenging because of how nerve wracking that can be. Again, think about what's tangible. Think about what's not because those tangible mini goals, for example, like let's say you set a tangible mini goal for each month, like by the end of each month, that is great. That's something you should be doing because you can just focus on that tangible goal for that one month, right? Just focus like, okay, I need to get through these four weeks and meet this one tangible goal. Oh, I just met this tangible goal. That's awesome. I feel motivated. Now what's the next tangible goal for the next month? Okay. Let's focus on that for the next four weeks. And then before you know it, it's the end of the year and it's like, oh, wait, I, I met my, my overall goal. Wow. That was actually hard, but also very manageable and kind of easy. Sometimes you can think that this was an easy journey, maybe not that arduous, just of course there's going to be the work, but nonetheless, it, it was super manageable, very somewhat easy in its own respect. Right? So final note on that, make up these tangible goals. You can literally make it up. You don't have to purely follow this let's say six week workout program or anything that you think people are suggesting to you, just make it up literally like make up your own freaking goal because that's what you need to do for yourself because you know yourself better. You know what vibes with you, you know what you like to do. That's fun or that's challenging, but also manageable to do as well. So you need to do this for yourself. Again, make those tangible goals, put in the homework, put in some of the hours to do the, all the creation for the plans, the routine to set yourself up for a more solid yet successful resolution. Now going into the other important aspect, from my opinion, of course, right? This is not something I would say that's just purely factually and objectively what everyone should do. And what I believe is the ultimate golden recipe for a successful year slash resolution, right? It's not that. This is just speaking from my own experience and my own reflections of what do I do to achieve my own goals, no matter how hard or ambitious it may be. It's just what do I do now? The second variable I mentioned in the beginning of this episode or somewhere in the beginning was you need to 
figure out how you are bringing yourself into this new year. And let me tell you, this is harder and more of a challenge than the first variable where you're logically playing things out, right? With logical thinking, you can already imagine all you got to do is probably like Google stuff, plan things out, like create a solid plan, right? It sounds simple. It's very straightforward. In my opinion, a lot of people can do it. You just got to get started on it. But with the second variable of thinking about how you are bringing yourself into this new year, there's actually, well, I created a small list of things that I'm trying to think about on how I'm bringing myself into this new year, because it's important regarding to the emotions, the passion behind the goals, right? All that kind of stuff. And in my opinion, the valuable thing about this is, you know, the weaknesses you have currently where I based off of what happened in 2020, perhaps, and even preceding years prior to 2020, you know, the kind of tribulations and the struggles and the rough patches you've gone through, you know, what worked out, what probably didn't work out. And what this can provide you with personally, from what I believe is the mental fortitude and perseverance to get through any of the obstacles that life throws at you because you are so passionate and you know for sure, like you just truly know that this is something you need or want to get after, right? Whatever this goal and resolution is, you just know for sure that you're willing to put in the work, that you're willing to suffer a little bit to become discomfortable or uncomfortable. Sorry, I butchered that word. To become uncomfortable and you can just really muster up the courage and journey on this campaign towards the end of yet another year. Now, going back to this small list that I made for myself, it's to help me really figure out what is it that I really want to work on this year and what is it that I'm truly passionate about and why am I passionate about it? So overall, it's just me tackling my past experiences and tribulations from different angles to figure out what am I exactly carrying into this new year? And is it going to be something helpful? Is this something that I've always been working on? Or is this something that I maybe made no progress on, but want to make progress this year? So I'm just listing these things out for myself and maybe you can find this helpful as well. And now before I actually get into the small list, I want to first just list out what are my resolutions for this year? Because I want to talk about these this list, right? What I'm carrying into this new year in the context of my resolutions, because I think it can be somewhat relatable for a lot of people. And let's just get into that real quick. So on this list of resolutions of mine, I have three of them and I'm going to tell them in the order of priority. And that's another thing I feel like people should do if they have more than one resolution slash goal, prioritize the ones that are really important to you. And it doesn't have to be some of the more like seemingly obvious ones, like, oh, working on your mental health and on yourself and then work on the more external goals. It can be whichever one you personally deem more important. Now, let's go into this list real quick. The first one on my list that's most important is to practice more self-care and to be more actively aware of when I'm in an unhealthy mental state. Because a lot of times if I am kind of passively aware that I'm like depressed or very lonely, I'll just kind of brush it off and do nothing about it. But if I'm more actively aware of it with that active thinking, I can then say, okay, I know I'm depressed. I know I'm having these negative thoughts and whatnot. So that kind of rhymed, <laughs> sorry, that caught me off guard. But yeah, if I'm having these negative thoughts, 
I should do something about that, right? I think with active thinking, you're, you're more inclined and prone to do something about it. So that's number one on my list. Number two is my fitness resolutions. A lot of times throughout the years, especially when I started to train for triathlon back in 2015, the fall, when I first learned and joined triathlon, I always tried to train consistently throughout the year, right? Because a lot of athletes, they do that. Hence, they're athletes. They do something during the winter, the fall, the spring, the summer, like every part of the year and, you know, for different reasons. And I always want to do that because I enjoy training. I enjoy racing and I want to become a better athlete and grow over the years. But man, oh man, oh man, I have not done that whatsoever. In my opinion, there's been so many times throughout college where I would have these relatively short, but if not longer periods of time as well where I would do nothing almost, like no working out, no training whatsoever, like maybe a few runs here and there, but I wouldn't go cycling, I wouldn't go swimming, and I wouldn't even go on these more specialized running workouts, like long runs, steady state runs, fast paced workouts, like all that kind of jazz. I would do nothing at times, and I would just still maintain a healthy diet, like eating a lot of vegetables, eating plenty of fruits, and uh, lean proteins and just good quality stuff in general. But nonetheless, I just never was able to consistently train throughout the year. And I feel like such a failure as an athlete for not doing that. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons why I consider myself not as an athlete. Because like, hey, you always hear about athletes, whether they're professional or they're doing for fun, they train throughout the year. And I want to do that. But with some of the more mental health reasons, I was just never able to train. And that's why I'm prioritizing my mental health and self-care acts because that has affected almost all aspects of my life, including fitness and athletics. So that's why that's my number one for the most part. Now, again, my number two resolution is to be able to consistently train through whatever means throughout the entire year. It doesn't have to be every day. It's just to have this solid schedule set out for myself for an entire year. And then my number three resolution is to work on my podcast and expand it. The reason why I want to expand this podcast is because one, I'm doing nothing during this pandemic or it's like I'm not going to school, nor am I. Do I have a job right now? Well, per se. And I have plenty of time to work on this podcast. And number two, I just want to reach more people with this podcast, not just to gain influence status, that clout, the whatever that may be, this you know higher positioning and social status. I just want to reach more people because I think, as a person myself back then, I always sought out for resources and people who I can relate to, but just never really found those people. And I feel like maybe I can reach out to a particular. Group of people, if not a lot of people, so that's why I want to do with this podcast. That's my third resolution to expand it and reach out to more people. Now let's go back to that small list that can help you think about what you're carrying into this new year internally from different angles. So number one on this list, by the way, I'm not listing this in hierarchy. It's just a simple list that I listed out, right? So nothing significant in the order that I'm seeing this in. So number one is what is your why? Now I think this is a fairly simplistic and not too complicated sort of question to ask yourself. You know, what is your why? Like, why am I 
doing this resolution so for myself like why am i wanting to do more self-care acts why am i wanting to be more actively aware of my mental state why do i want to train for triathlons or just train in general for an entire year why do i want to expand my podcast why and the thing about this is you can lead yourself astray from your true why and let me explain that real quick so what i mean by that is when you're thinking about the why for your resolutions you're thinking about just what is making you strive for this one goal as simple as that is however i personally think that it's actually very hard to think about the true why and really dig deep even if you take let's say a good solid five to ten minutes to think about this it still can lead you to nowhere right and i've experienced that so many times where no matter how much i think about this it's just truly hard for me to figure out what is it about me internally that makes me want to strive for this one goal and as a result, you can often just try to give yourself a shortcut, like just think about surface value reasons or those surface value whys regarding the resolutions you have. Like, you know, if it's regarding to fitness, you probably just think, oh, because I know it's good for my health or like, oh, because I want to look better. I want to just feel good overall. And those are still justified reasons, right? Justified whys as for why you're doing this resolution. But it's not going to be strong enough, in my opinion, to keep you going, to keep that engine revved up throughout the entire year so that when you do hit that rough patch of wanting to give up or something of that nature, then you can't really depend on that surface value. Why? In order to persevere through those rough patches. So this is where you have to really dig deep and reflect for maybe some quite some time, but maybe it's easier for you to think about that genuine true why that you feel strongly about. And in my case, at least with my fitness resolution of training for an entire year, I'm, it's not like I'm trying to become a professional athlete or anything like that. This is just something I enjoy doing that I'm passionate about and it's just a hobby, right? So my why for at least my fitness resolution is to see how far I can take this body of mine in these endurance sports or just with anything with physical capabilities because I am just so fascinated by the human body, like the potential it holds when running, swimming, cycling, trail running, like you name it, mountain climbing, it's just so fascinating to me. So when I see these amazing adventures and these amazing feats in the athletic world, I think to myself like, can I do this? And I'm just so pumped up to think, yeah, if I really try hard. I can do this properly like I can for sure do this if I do this properly if I do my research and if I am most importantly training consistently and with quality as well so although this why of mine is seemingly simplistic even relative to other people's whys perhaps like it's, it doesn't even seem that complex or like an in-depth reflection of my own fitness goals and journey it's very important to me and i feel very passionate about this why and that's the thing you want to do in my opinion whatever that why is even if it is seemingly simplistic and not complex or it doesn't seem like a whole lot of thought went into it heck maybe you didn't put a whole lot of thought into it because maybe you already knew your why and that's good it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to figure out the why as long as you feel very passionate about it and like you can reaffirm with yourself you know through envisioning yourself in the future like with myself if i envision myself doing these ultra marathons maybe being in the olympics who knows if i know that this is my why and you feel strongly about that and just a whole lot of passion and drive about it 
then that is your why, or at least probably one of your wives. Who knows, right? One of your wives. It kind of sounds like I'm saying wives. <laughs> not, not talk about poly, uh, polyamory here. So yeah, one uh, probably one of your whys. As for my why regarding my mental health resolution, where I want to become more actively aware of my mental state when I do feel down or depressed and just practicing more self-care, my why for that is to simply adopt and practice a more positive outlook in life and not be so mean to myself. It's again, although that is seemingly simplistic, that is my why and I feel very passionate about that because when I look back on my college career, I have so many regrets because of how abusive my line of thoughts were and how much it held me back on socializing, having fun, like heck, even joining the triathlon club that I just so, 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 so very much regret not doing because I already said before, when I was a freshman, I joined my fall quarter, but I ultimately stopped going because I was way too shy and I felt just very socially awkward and incompetent and just a whole slew of other stuff. So I didn't join until my very last quarter, essentially, or my very last year at college. And I was like, man, I should have just joined sooner. Like if not for my mental health, I would have probably had a much more fulfilling college career. But now I can just reflect and look back on this so that in the future, I don't miss out on any other opportunities. And so I can take advantage of certain situations and other opportunities in order to have a more fulfilling and more positive life overall. Now, once you do have your why or your you know couple of whys, not wives, <laughs> you can now just use that as a fuel source to get you through the rough patches or times where you do feel discomfort for whatever reason, when you do feel like giving up, when you don't feel that motivation anymore, like you're just doubting yourself again. Like, why are you doing this? Well, good question. Why are you doing this? Because this why is something you should feel passionate and strongly emotional about. You can think back to that, reflect on it, maybe even spend some time just digging deep again. What is my why? Is this really my why? Why am I doing this again? Just dig deep again or not, just reflect and then let that be your fuel source. Let that give you a push to get through the thick and thin of it all during these rough patches that you experience during this campaign that you're on. So yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say regarding that tidbit of what I want to bring into the new year. Like, how do I want to think about this? So again, it is finding that why. Why is your why your why, <laughs> right? As much of a tongue twister that is. It kind of sounds like a riddle. But anyways, moving on to thing number two is to embrace your failures and insecurities or just thinking to yourself, am I able to do this? And if not, try to do so as much as you can. Because when you face the grunts of these insecurities and other dark thoughts of yours, you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable with yourself. Because in other cases and other situations, like I can speak for this, I would often run away by drowning myself with either tutoring work back in college or just going to my lab and putting in like 15 to 20 hours a week. And that was something no student would really do. I mean, some students would do that if they're really passionate about research, but I would purposely just go to my lab 24 seven, almost like there were times where I would go to my lab around 11 PM and then get out around 2 AM or 1 AM because I can't sleep at night. I don't want to face my demons, these dark thoughts at night. So I'll just 
go work in my lab and ignore what I don't want to face, which are these insecurities and these negative thoughts I have dwelling and roaming around inside this puny little head of mine, right? So it can feel overwhelming when you are facing the grunts of these negative thoughts, but you have to do it nonetheless because again, it's just a mental game like I mentioned back in episode three. This is just a mental game where you truly believe in these self-deprecating thoughts like I did like with being undateable, being the person who will just annoy and be a bothersome to others and just overall doesn't deserve to be friends with anyone or to have the good things in life. I truly believe in these things but going back to what we mentioned earlier in this episode about trusting what's good for you and then later on you can believe in what's good for you because I knew and trusted that these self-deprecating thoughts that I truly believed in were truly unhealthy and just delusions made up in my own head, I just had to strongly trust like or blindly trust even at times that this is not good and that I need to make a move for the better. And that eventually once I, you know, with my trust, do make a move for the better and let's say this persists on for a couple months, heck, even a year or longer, then based off my journey of becoming better and self-improvement with my mental health at least, I can now believe in the process that I took and say that this is what I needed to do. And I knew, and now I can believe that I am a good person, that I do deserve the good things in life, that I do want to socialize, and that I am not someone who just simply is a variable that causes distress upon other people. So that's what you need to do. Trust that this is what you need. Trust that you need to face the grunt of the negative thoughts and emotions swirling around you because it is uncomfortable to do that. And I want to be real with y'all, be raw and authentic. All this stuff that I say is going to require work and is hard. It's very challenging. And what is required from you, the hardest thing is not money. It's not going to be anything materialistic or anything external. It's all internally in your own head. It's you facing and persevering through the discomfort and the grunt of whatever it is that's negative or that's uncomfortable, whatever that may be, right? Whether it's your emotions, whether it's your motivation, whether it's your discipline, whether it's figuring out what is your why and doubting yourself, whatever it may be, you have to face this and once you do face it it's still going to be hard in the future but at that point you'll become stronger mentally and perhaps physically to tolerate some of these negative thoughts and self-deprecating lines of thinking and that's still lingering in your head but again at that point you can say to yourself maybe perhaps oh, oh man you know i still believe that i'm not a good enough athlete i still feel like I am someone who is still very shy and timid and maybe I do annoy some people, but that's okay. Like I just need to work on myself. I feel good overall. I know these other good things are still happening in my life. So let's keep at it. Like you'll become stronger mentally and that just comes with time. Everything comes in with time. Maybe you don't have to put in a whole lot of work. It's all about making progressive incremental steps, right? Just with like a lot of stuff with business, with fitness, with school, just make small incremental steps and do it efficiently, right? And take rest days or resting spots whenever you can or when you feel like you truly need to, right? We need to be responsible with that. 
and then ultimately we can face our own negative thoughts and the demons that are in our heads because that's still something I'm still working on. I still feel like I am someone who is very shy and socially incompetent, someone who is pretty much undateable. Like I just feel like I'm an overall boring guy. Like I have nothing to contribute to any sort of relationship, whether it be with a significant other or with a friend. But I know I tell myself like I can't be thinking of that. And even if I do somewhat believe in that for myself, as bad as it sounds, I trust that I need to get out of this unhealthy mindset and make a move for the better by reaching out to friends, reconnect with others, and by opening up my struggles so that I can just let the demons out, just let them out. And then maybe with a, I don't know, a plasma ray, just shoot them down like pew, 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 whatever the case may be, right? Make it fun for yourself, whatever the case may be. We need to face our insecurities and these negative thoughts swirling in our head. And there may be a different method for you to have an easier approach to doing this. Maybe you can just listen to an inspirational video. Sometimes I do that. One of the videos I watch sometimes, not all the time, but just sometimes that gives me a good adrenaline boost is a video called Good by Jocko Willink. And he kind of talks like this. And then he says, if you're ever facing anything bad in your life, any bad situations, good. If you're ever in a detrimental state where you can't physically move and yet you still want to do the things you want to do but you can't because of these physical limitations good and he says this good because these failures misfortunes whatever right bad situations they are good stuff in his perspective because you can learn from them you can become stronger from them because you can gain skills and wisdom and insight from these bad situations and apply them for future situations so that you don't experience the same shit over again, like over and over again, like a lot of people do, right? I do that a lot of times, that's happened with me. And now I can try to say good to my bad situations. Not all the time, right? I try to. Again, it's always a process, it's always a journey. So if watching an inspirational video can help you Get that jump start on facing the grunt of your insecurities and start thinking for the better for yourself, embracing them. Do it because if that is what truly helps you, then you know what truly helps you. This is all very situational based off of each individual. And for myself, I like to watch inspirational videos at times. I like to listen to kind of like self-help relatable podcasts like I mentioned before with this Asian boss girl and perfectly imperfect podcast I listen to. Heck, I like Joe Rogan Experience Podcast because there's some people and guests on there that I can really relate to and find interesting and I can draw inspiration from. So they're all good resources. Like whatever you know, that's on you for the most part because I don't know you too well and maybe you know me a lot better, like more so, but I don't know you nonetheless and that's okay because you know you and you know what can get that engine jumpstart and revving up again and ready to go ultimately. So overall, to wrap this up nicely, you just need to embrace the insecurities and some of the demons roaming around in your head and maybe even any past traumas or mistakes that has happened with you. And you don't have to do it all at once, right? Take it at your own pace. Remember, it's about those tiny progressive incremental steps that can ultimately lead up to you making good quality progress. Now, as for the last item on this list, 
that helps me figure out what am I bringing into this new year in order to set myself up for success for the most part. I mean, that kind of sounds woo-woo, so I don't know how I feel about that, but it is what it is. This last thing is pretty much like a visual practice for yourself that kind of revolves around the future or the a what-if future. So it is to attach strong emotions to your goals because you can have goals Right? They can be deep, they can be complex, they can be thoughtful, but do you have strong emotions attached to them? This is kind of tying into finding your why, where I mentioned that these whys that you have should be something you're passionate about, that you feel emotional about in a positive way. But what I'm talking about right here for this last item, where you attach strong emotions to your goals, is something to help you visualize yourself at the end of it all. And this is to also boost your why as well. This can also tie into other things that you may already be thinking, like embracing your failures and insecurities. This can, this can be something that can help with that as well. Help you find your why and even finding your true dream goals. Like what is it that you want to strive for in life in general? Like maybe this is a goal you have 50 years into the future, 30 years into the future, like just a super long ass time into the future for the most part. And it's a very simple practice. Like what I like to do is with any goal I have, and let's talk about the three resolutions I have that I mentioned before with podcasting, with my fitness resolutions, and then with my self-care and mental health resolutions as well. So in regards to my mental health resolutions, I like to envision myself with a group of friends and I like to do this as detailed and vividly as possible. So. I'm envisioning myself with friends. I'm out at a bar, let's say, or we're out walking around downtown in some kind of big city. Maybe at the end of the year, we're on a ski trip. Maybe we're out in Hawaii or some kind of out, like foreign country, exploring it, hiking around, backpacking. And I imagine myself, like I'm laughing with these people. I'm just having such a great time. Like as if all of my struggles and all of my worries back in my past, especially during high school and college, just mean nothing to me at this point. Like, it's just a pebble in my own ocean. And this whole ocean of mine is the fulfillment, the happiness, and the satisfaction of my life that I feel in that period of time when maybe when I'm like 40 years old, when maybe when I'm like 50 years old, whatever the age and future may be, I'm envisioning myself happy for the most part in many ways with life. Maybe I'm even like married at this point. <laughs> Maybe I have a family. Like I wouldn't imagine myself with that. I wouldn't envision that. And then that would make me feel like, wow, like I feel so strongly about this. And I want this so dearly. Like all these simple stuff in life because I never had this in college. I never had friends whom I could just sign up for classes with. I never had friends who would go on these road trips with me. I never had people whom I can even ask to do that with, nor did people invite me out to go do these things. And I'm not calling anyone now. I'm not blaming anyone whatsoever. It's just, I blame myself in its entirety for not having this and not giving myself these simple pleasures in life of just having friends and doing these friend-like activities. Because like I said, I would cry so many times actually, so many times at night where I'm not able to drown myself in work because I have to go sleep. I would just think about just how pitiful and how sad my life is 
And when I reflect on that and think about what my future may hold with how happy and positive my mental health can be, I can reaffirm with myself like, yeah, this resolution is not just a 2021 resolution where I want to just practice more self-care and be more active with my mental health. This is something I just always want to strive towards for the better, whatever that better may be. Maybe there's an infinite amount of levels to this, whatever it may be. I just always want to strive for the better so that with this future that I'm envisioning, where I'm super happy, where I'm just so fulfilled and just thinking that all the struggles I had back in my college times, all the times I cried, it's just a pebble in my own ocean. And man, I'm getting actually a little teary eyed. Dang, damn. But yeah, it's it's i feel so strongly emotional about this and because it's something that's so dear to me it's something like i strongly desire like i could give less you know like i could give i could not give two poops <laughs> about you know being successful in research being successful in my career being financially well just i just want these simple pleasures in life and ultimately for everyone to be happy as well and i used to think that i'm just someone who brings uh and just negativity and distress to everyone else and just cause unhappiness for everyone but i have to stop thinking that way because it's so unhealthy and just so emotionally abusive to myself so because of that because i can envision this so vividly and strongly and i feel strongly about this i can say for sure that this resolution of mine regarding mental health is something i care about so dearly about and something i just want to knock it out of the park of sorry i'm like mumbling my words but whew, i'm calming down a little bit but yes i just want to work towards it and you can already tell i got emotional right there i, I was really passionate about this so i hope that's enough evidence <laughs> not that i need to prove to anyone but i hope that's enough evidence to show that yeah if i do attach these strong emotions to this goal or to any of my goals like I would feel I always want to work towards this no matter what, no matter if I fail, if there are mistakes in my life, no matter if I fall into a deep, dark hole that lasts for a couple months where I'm not working on this goal. Like I know I can just pick myself back again, however long that takes, and then I can get right back on the saddle, like I mentioned in episode three of this podcast. Now, moving on to my fitness resolutions regarding like me training throughout the entire year, I always imagine myself this is the number one thing i do i will pick out a fire ass song or something that is just so like kind of like rockish and i would listen to it and i would just picture myself i'm at the starting line of a triathlon race it can be any race for the most part it can be an olympic race it can be a collegiate race it can be some local race whatever it may be i'm just imagining myself and talk and pepping myself up like okay I am the underdog. No one knows who I am. This is like my career or this is the beginning of my career. I am someone who is not in the books, someone who is new to, to triathlon. And I will just show to everyone who I am that this kid named Joey is going to come out of nowhere, game the fastest swim time, the fastest cycling time, and the fastest running time. Just I'm going to knock it out of the park and just make everyone gasp and talk about me and ask who is this kid who is this guy like what the heck where'd he come from he's from uc davis who is he i need i need to know his name i want people to think that when i cross the finish line <laughs> so i would envision this kind of uh this scenery where i'm in this race i'm going to be the best i can be and i know i'm going to be the best but i'm trying to be humble about it 
and then ultimately I win the race by just really giving it my all and I'm envisioning like how I look while I'm in the race like I'm envisioning myself with this smile on my face and sometimes I would envision myself like when I cross that finish line I'll just like immediately plop down to the ground look up to the sky and start laughing and just say to myself or exclaim it <laughs> like <laughs> like that was so fun that was so fun and I just imagine myself saying that and thinking that so again I, I would try to be as vivid and detailed as possible when I'm envisioning myself in these future scenarios or in these what if scenarios as well so that I can feel strongly about the the discomfort that I'm about to face with let's say with fitness because a lot of times with fitness a lot of people feel unmotivated to do a lot of the workouts like they don't want to wake up like six in the morning heck even five in the morning to go weight lift to go to the lap pool to go run it's like it's freaking cold i'd rather stay in my bed and watch some netflix or sip on some coffee and do whatever like why would i want to put myself in the discomfort well if i envision myself finishing that crossing line getting the best times being that dark horse that no one knows about but now everyone's talking about and then maybe that can get me into the olympics someday that makes me feel like oh I know why I'm waking up super early in the morning. I know why I'm pushing myself to the limits with training and with recovery, right? Because you got to do both at the same time. You got to do that to be responsible as an athlete. So that is what gets me going. And because I feel so like adre like so much adrenaline from thinking that, like the future scenarios and the what ifs, I'm like, oh, I want to feel that. Like I want to experience that. So I'll push myself. I will train as hard as I can as if I'm going to the Olympics, right? I, sometimes that's another thing that I'll do. I'll envision that I'm going to the Olympics so I have to train as hard as I can. <laughs> Sorry, like it's so silly, but it helps, right? It helps a lot. And that's what does it for me. And for the last resolution, my podcast resolutions, how I feel strongly about this regarding the strong emotions. I was having a little bit of trouble thinking about this, like envisioning like what what is it that makes me feel passionate about podcasting? Because other than this being a creative outlet that I have interested in because production, like media production in general is something I'm interested in. I don't know, like, do I feel strongly about this? Like, am I super emotional and passionate about podcasting? So I had to think about this for a little bit. So what I came to is that I just want to help people because that is something I also feel passionate about, helping people like my parents who sacrificed so much despite being elderly and going through their own you know, rough patches and tribulations during their times. They've given so much to me and my brother and due to other situations and events in my life, I just overall want to help people and I so dearly enjoy it and find some satisfaction in that. Just a lot of fulfillment. And because of that, I tied that in with podcasting. And then I was thinking that, oh, with this podcast, although I am getting a lot of this imposter syndrome, like why should my words matter? I was still thinking and felt very good about if my podcast can help people, if my podcast can give people insight or just nonetheless a place of comfort where they can go to, tell me anything that they want me to talk about, whether it's bizarre, super weird, or whatever it may be. I want to help these people in whatever shape and form I can. So those are the strong emotions that I'm 
I will say loosely attaching to this podcasting resolution because again, this is something very new for me. So as I continue on this campaign of podcasting and figure things out more so and gain more experience from, then I think I'll have a better chance of thinking what do I feel strongly about regards to podcasting? Like, do I still feel very strongly about it? Like, is there any sort of emotional attachment to this? Like, what is it about podcasting that I truly, truly, truly feel emotional and passionate about? And I could think of all the surface value reasons, but yeah, I feel like I'm still on this new journey and that I still need to just put in my miles, put in those few steps in order to figure things out for the most part. And that is the episode for today. That was quite a lot to unpack. I felt like there was so much more for me to talk about overall, but I didn't want to take up too much of your time. And I felt like, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, there's a lot of nuances that goes into setting yourself up for success in life in general, but even with goals or these New Year's resolutions. And if we think about these nuances and the smaller details and variables, like we can just feel overwhelmed. Like, oh, I need to think about all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. I need to like write this down, really reflect on it. Like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Just focus on some of the more important aspects, which is what I try to do with this episode. Just providing you guys what's important for me when I'm thinking about you know, attaining these goals in mind, working hard for my dreams and my aspirations and such. So that's why I hope I brought to the table and I hope you guys found this both enjoyable and most importantly, insightful. So thank you everyone so much for listening till the end of yet another episode. I believe this is going to be our seventh date. Ooh, <laughs> right. We're now talking about our resolutions. Our seventh date, we're getting... We're just becoming a stronger couple, or I don't know if we can define ourselves as that yet. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe I feel that way. Who knows? We're still flirting around, I think. But you get the point, right? Seventh episode, seventh date, whatever it may be, we're still on this journey together. And I hope you continue sticking on this journey with me. Please support this podcast by listening and following me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms, and even on YouTube. And all you have to do to look up this podcast is go to that search bar and look up Dwellin Tiger, which is spelled D-W-E-L-L-Y-N space Tiger. And you can also support me by sharing this with your friends and family who may find this insightful, enjoyable, or just simply laugh their butts off. Whatever the case may be, please share this with everyone you know, heck, even strangers. And if you have any comments, questions, or topics that you'd like me to talk about, go ahead and reach out to me either through email at dwellintiger at gmail.com, which is spelled the same way as I spelled it before, DM me at Instagram at TheJoeyLL, which is spelled T-H-E-J-O-E-Y-L-L, or send me a text or voice message on the anchor.fm forward slash Tiger website. You can pick whichever platform is most convenient for you to reach out to me, and I will read everything and put everything into consideration because ultimately I want to help you guys and I want to do this for not just myself, but for you as well. And again, thank you so much for listening till the end of this episode. I'll talk to you next time on this upcoming Morning Tea episode this Friday. Bye! Whoa!